Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is a leading emerging markets information and advisory services group. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research and proprietary data analytics that helps power their emerging market business strategies. My name is Minty Sen, and I'm a client services director with FSG's Asia-Pacific practice. I'm also joined here by Danny Yang, FSG's lead analyst for China. The focus of today's podcast will be on FSG's updated China 2020 outlook. We'll be sharing our view on the macroeconomic scenarios that we see developing for China through the next five years, and most importantly, the critical implications for multinational companies. Denny, welcome. Thank you, Minty. Pleasure to be here. Great. Let's start off by looking at the macroeconomic outlook. China watchers, from a both analyst and media perspective, all have been talking about the country's new normal for quite some time, and the Chinese government as well has approved their most recent 13th five-year plan. In the context of today, what does the new normal mean for multinationals in China? And more specifically, what are some of the highlights of the new 13th five-year plan that MNCs should be tracking and keeping an eye on? Well, first of all, with China's gradual economic rebalancing, the growth momentum we see in industrial production and retail sales will continue to diverge. The government is allowing for more unemployment this year in order to reduce industrial overcapacity, and we have seen different dynamics already. The retail market is growing at a relatively healthy rate, but industrial production has been in contraction for multiple months. Most nationals should expect intensified local competition as well as enhanced pricing pressure in the manufacturing and industrial space. As for the 13th five-year plan, there are also quite a few key reforms that were emphasized during the annual National People's Congress. This includes restructuring the state sector, eliminating pricing control, and liberalizing financial markets, all of which would be hugely beneficial for China's long-term growth trajectory. While this new plan calls for more market restructuring, The fact that the government has set relatively high growth targets, for example, a GDP expansion floor of 6.5% year-on-year over the next five years, we think this is a dangerous signal, because that could mean there could be increased focus on hitting short-term growth numbers and delaying the long-term reform agenda. Denny, if I'm hearing you correctly, this might mean that Chinese leaders are likely to delay reforms in order to achieve short-term growth? Yes, I would say it's likely, because there are factors of potential social instability involved in pushing forward the reforms too, such as shutting down a steel factory. This could mean thousands of displaced employees. I think the leaders' political concerns will lead to a slower progress in China's economic restructuring and the overall market liberalization. This, of course, could harm the country's economic growth and its attractiveness for foreign investors. Now, transitioning an economic engine the size of China from an investment-led model to a consumption-led model wouldn't be an easy task for any government. But it does seem like the Chinese government has a very long list of to-dos and is operating in an environment with a lot of restrictions. Yes, that's very true. To prop up economic growth, China has announced a larger fiscal deficit at 3% of GDP this year and is also expected to adopt further expansionary monetary policy. 
However, if we look at the dwindling property market growth, the heavy levels of local government debts, and rampant shadow banking activity, all these re will remain key imperatives for the government to address in order to correct the country's structural imbalance in the long term. Given the risks in the Chinese economy, then, how likely is it, do you think, that the Chinese government will be able to accomplish its goal of gradually restructuring the economy while maintaining a level of medium to high economic growth? And what level of growth do you think that will be? Well, if we look at the official targets, the Chinese leaders have committed to maintaining a growth floor of 6.5% during the period of 2016 to 2020, and they want to, at the same time, gradually liberalize the market. But we all know balancing such goals is always easier said than done. We expect the Chinese economy to grow by 6.5% this year, but we do not believe that the economy is in a position to sustain that rate of growth over the next several years. The fundamental transition that China is seeking to do now, it has taken other countries decades and has often involved significant turbulence. When we look at the tight political and economic control by the Chinese Communist Party, this is a double-edged sword. On one hand, it protects the economy from external shocks, but it is also likely to lead to heightened turbulence under mishandled policy implementation and bad communication. This instability will be felt in, for example, the real estate market, the stock exchanges, and foreign exchange market. One good example could be the short-lived circumbreaker mechanism in China's equity market this January. That was when um, an abrupt regulatory change really threw a lot of investors into panic, and that was further dampening consumer sentiment too. Another thing I want to mention is that the government, the Chinese government, tends to avoid making clear commitments to reform timelines because this would allow them to have a longer grace period before critical economic restructuring takes place. This, of course, adds to the opacity of the China, uh, the China's policymaking process for MNCs to monitor. Would it be right to say then that the scenario in which there is a slow transition to a consumption-based economic model in an environment of volatility would be FSG's base case scenario for the Chinese economy? Yes. Under a baseline forecast, the government is able to slowly shift to a consumption-based model and at the same time with gradual market-oriented reforms. But market volatility will be unavoidable. In this model-through scenario, it promises an average growth rate of about 6% over the next five years. We continue to believe that this is the most likely scenario, but after witnessing heightened market instability in the past few months, we have actually lowered the likelihood of this baseline forecast from our 2015 projection. As China's economy slows during the structural shift, MSCs should of course think more carefully about competitive strategies and their cost structures in order to adapt to a more volatile market environment, as well as facing more sophisticated customers. Now, of course, it would be great if the Chinese government could steer this gradual economic transition and manage to do it successfully. But what if that doesn't happen and things go wrong? What's our worst case scenario? That's a very good question. If the government continues to delay key reforms, then this could result in a hard economic landing triggered by property bubble burst and high levels of non-performing loans. Even though the government still retains enough policy ammunition in the next two to three years to stimulate growth, 
it's simply not sustainable for China to rely on monetary easing and fiscal stimulus package to revive the economy, especially without addressing fundamental imbalances. We have upgraded the downside likelihood from 25% in 2015 to 35% today, all because of the government's hesitant reform efforts and the continued rise of debt levels. If the government chooses to further delay critical reforms, such as restructuring state-owned enterprises, lifting pricing controls, and reducing financial repression on consumers, then the expected average annual growth rate for the next five years could be as low as four percent. Well, of course, this is not the most likely trajectory for the Chinese economy. MNCs should definitely evaluate the potential impact of a drastic slowdown in the Chinese economy, and then build their contingency plans accordingly. Given the environment that we're in, with this complicated transition and the critical economic restructuring that does need to happen, how should MNC executives be adjusting their expectation for the Chinese market? Looking out the next five years. Well, the most important thing to note, of course, is that China's economic growth will be a bumpy ride, and it will be necessary for MNCs to drive the alignment internally that the Chinese economy will be slowing and market volatility will persist until the economic rebalancing act is accomplished. This, of course, could take another five-year plan or even longer. But if we look at the fact that China still adds another G20-sized economy to its GDP every single year, this continues to offer abundant new market opportunities for MNCs. China's economic rebalancing, of course, will create a much more volatile environment in the next five years or so. But executives、um, under this situation, what's important to note is that you need to. Learn how to more effectively evaluate and capture opportunities, especially amid increasing economic uncertainties. Another thing that's worthy of note is that there might be potentially increased economic nationalism under China's slowing economy, because the government promises to gradually open up its key sectors and relax、um, restrictions to permit more foreign direct investment. Of course, this is a promise, but if you look at the increasing downward economic pressure, this could this could actually lead to the Chinese leaders rallying around the flag and further cracking down on foreign companies. Given the environment that we're in, with reactionary regulatory、um, initiatives and the continued opacity of communication from the Chinese government, would it then be right to say that having an effective Government engagement, function, and strategy, as well as closely monitoring policy shifts, will become critical to the success of MNC operations in China going forward. Yes, definitely. This will help prevent MNCs from regulatory shocks, as well as additional business barriers. And this will remain a critical aspect for multinationals to consider through 2020. It will also be essential to reassess the costs of operating in China again. Especially under the growing risk of economic protectionism and intellectual property costs. Danny, thank you very much for sharing these timely insights with us today. It does seem like MNCs will be facing a more challenging environment in China going forward. However, we mustn't forget with the size of that market and the fact that it's adding a G20-sized GDP economy every year, there is still a lot of opportunity on the ground. True. Thank you very much, Minty. I encourage our listeners to read、uh, read the full FSG report on 
China 2020 outlook and the scenarios that we see happening since today, we were only able to cover a small part of the content. As a quick reminder, you can speak with Danny or any other member of the FSG research team simply by reaching out to your FSG client relationship director and asking their help to do so. You can also access our entire China research repertoire and proprietary leading indicator data analysis, including our new provincial data on our online platform at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast for today. We wish you sustained performance in your emerging markets.